What does AI and in particular ChatGPT mean for the world of digital marketing? Well, obviously, AI in general is going to enslave humanity and reduce us to squishy emotion bags in charge of battery manufacture. But in the brief window of time before that happens, who knows how long we've got, we have an opportunity to make AI our slave and use it to amplify our marketing efforts to sell more stuff. Yeah. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about what the opportunities are with AI today, what they might be in future and what some of the limitations are. Let's go. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital marketing agency helping our clients get more leads and sales from their websites. And that is exactly what this episode is all about. We're talking about how you can leverage, use AI and in particular ChatGPT to get your digital marketing work done more quickly. Now there's stuff all over the internet. The internet has been awash with this type of stuff. Only yesterday, someone sent me a reel of somebody who had used AI to come up with 20 social media posts in about 30 seconds. So what they'd done is they'd used Canva, they'd used uh, ChatGPT to come up with the content for the social post. They'd then integrated this with Canva to actually produce the post automatically, uploading through a CSV. And just like that, they had 20 social media posts, Instagram posts in this case, that they could post. Now, the downside of this, of course, was that the posts were total garbage and not the sort of thing that anybody would in their right minds ever follow. It was stuff like, hey, if you want to make your business look good, design a nice logo, right? I mean, it's just total dross, but they could have done a bit better. And we're going to talk about how you can some, use some of these tools a bit in a bit more of a sophisticated way today. But that does touch on a limitation of AI, which we'll come back to. So um, you might have heard ChatGPT being thrown around. What is it? What is AI? What is all this stuff that's going on? Well, AI, of course, short for artificial intelligence, computer programs that can think and learn for themselves. So they do this by processing loads of information, loads of training data, then using that information to spot patterns and eventually being able to reconstruct things to do particular tasks. So for example, you could throw loads of recipes um, as, as training data into AI, and then it could learn how to come up with recipes, for example. So what is ChatGPT, first of all? So ChatGPT is software from OpenAI, which is one of the largest AI companies. And ChatGPT is a sort of um, a, a natural language version of this that you can talk to like a chatbot. So one of the reasons it's blown up so much is because it's quite easy to have conversations with. Now, it's not the most powerful AI software out there. There are other models which OpenAI are working on, which are more powerful. And there are other models which other companies have, which they don't necessarily release to the public, which are also thought to be more powerful. But for the first time, lots of people are playing with AI and seeing, wow, this thing is actually really convincing in certain areas. And that has led to lots of people in particular using ChatGPT for marketing tasks like the aforementioned social media post designing. Now, we're going to look at some different marketing tasks that it does and what the limitations are in just a minute. But whether or not you know it, you're probably already using AI in your marketing, depending on the tools that you use, but stuff like personalized product recommendations. So if you've got an e-com store and you've got a, like a customers who bought this also bought widget that might be using AI to feed uh, visitors on your site recommendations for products based on their browsing and purchase history. 
if you're using targeted advertising on things like Facebook, Google Display Network, all this type of stuff, then AI is often used in there to put together audiences, even in search. You know, Google is using AI to understand which ads to serve to different people. There are chatbots for customer service, things like sentiment analysis for social media monitoring. And AI is really useful in these areas because it can analyze huge volumes of data and look for pans. It just wouldn't make sense to pay squishy humans to do this they're just gonna complain they're gonna get sick they're gonna go on strike if imagine if your job was to serve up product recommendations on amazon for people that bought a particular item and you had to go and look through the history of other people who would bought that item and work out what other products they bought to see what the commonalities were that would be a horrific job but that is exactly the sort of thing that ai does really well because you can just feed it loads of data it doesn't get bored and it can crunch through that sort of high manual labor i mean manual labor isn't on a computer but it just takes loads of work to get that outcome that's the sort of thing it's really good at whereas humans terrible at it so does this mean that ai is one day going to replace marketers in general well we'll get back to that later for now let's take a look at some of the ways that chat gpt can help with marketing right now so some of the things that we've tested it on so far keyword research coming up with blog titles, writing content outlines, writing content briefs, actually writing text content itself, uh, writing emails, doing social media posts, writing TikTok scripts. I published a TikTok maybe a week or two ago, which was entirely planned and scripted by ChatGPT. Didn't do particularly well, but it was a functional, usable TikTok. Uh, coming up with YouTube video scripts, coming up with ad headlines and copy, writing page titles and meta descriptions, designing marketing personas, writing Excel formulas, and even app and web development. It can it can do all of these things, or it can pretend to do all of these things. We're also discovering more and more uses for ChatGPT and AI, and there, you know, we're just talking about text AI here. There's also image things like, uh, you know, Stable Diffusion and Dolly, um, where they can create whatever image that you want. Okay, so let's say that you want to feed, you know, you want a background for your product photo, and you want it to be the top of the mountain with a, you know, a jumping elephant in the background. Well, you could have that image, and it'll be a lot cheaper and easier than going to a mountain and training an elephant to jump in the background and you know all of that stuff so we're just talking about text here the image is another whole conversation as is video which is coming later on but there is a problem with all of this stuff all of it <laughs> right before we get to that one way that ai and technology has been used in the past is to do website and marketing reviews the problem is reviews done by a tool just don't have the same impact and insight that a human marketer can offer Otherwise, I'd have employed a whole bunch of robots to do these marketing reviews. But no, there are humans employed to do these. If only there was a business offering free website and marketing reviews done by actual humans that have helped businesses around the world improve their marketing. Oh, wait. Stand aside, AI. We do that. You can get your free website and marketing review from ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. You didn't see that pitch coming, did you? ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. A fantastic service where we'll analyze your website and your digital marketing and show you the things that you should be focusing on from our perspective over the next 12 months to increase the volume of leads and sales that you're generating through your website. It's a fantastic service. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request yours. So back to the AI thing. Let's just get ChatGPT to do all of our marketing, right? Well... Let's go through an example first and we can begin to understand where the limits of this software are. 
We're going to try a real world example. Uh, we're going to come up with a piece of blog content for a law firm based in the US that specializes in financial law. So imagine put yourself in that mindset. You are a financial law specialist and you want to use ChatGPT to get you to the top of Google and get you some business for your law firm. Well, the first thing that you're going to need is you're going to need some keywords. Okay, so let's ask ChatGPT, what's some keywords that our law firm should target on Google search. Now, it's come up with 20 here. And yeah, financial law, the first one, okay, not bad, it's pretty broad, but it's relevant, at least securities law. Okay, also potentially relevant corporate finance, uh, not so relevant. And then it goes on and it goes on. So some of these are law phrases. Some of them are things like financial crime, which you probably don't necessarily want to rank for, you may do. Some of them get really weird things like capital markets, derivatives and hedge funds. Imagine trying to rank a financial law site for the phrase hedge funds. Really, really difficult. Okay, so we've got some concerns here over the relevance of some of these. Some of them are very, you know, very difficult to rank for. Some of them better suited to home pages or service pages, not the blog content phrases that we asked for. But at least you've got a place to start from. You can start to see, okay, yeah, maybe we maybe we take some of those, maybe we take some of those, and maybe we'll adjust some of these others. Now, let's say that we want some longer tail phrases. We can ask ChatGPT, okay, can you share some longer tail keywords to target? And it comes up with longer tail phrases, things like securities fraud litigation, corporate finance and securities law, investment advisor compliance, banking and financial institutions regulation, and so on and so on. And these are reasonably okay, reasonably okay. Some of them are a little bit distant from what a financial law firm would be talking about or would be offering. Um, and obviously, the more information we could give them about the areas that our practice, our fictional practice would specialize in, the more tailored we would expect these recommendations to be. Let's say that we want some questions. We want to target questions that people are asking. This is a very common SEO strategy is ranking for the different questions that your customers might be asking, knowing that you can then present the answer and position yourself as part of that answer. Now, if we ask ChatGPT for some common questions people are asking about this topics, it gives us things like what is securities fraud and how can it be litigated? Uh, how do corporate finance and securities law interact, etc, etc. It gives us questions. Now, again, not all of these questions are super relevant. And not all of these questions have the right intent behind them. Okay, so it, it, it's struggling to understand it's struggling to be a good marketer, it's able to give us answers, but it's struggling to be a good marketer, which is perhaps not totally unexpected we can ask it to give us the intent behind these phrases and it will attempt to give us the intent behind these phrases. Most of the time, it just basically rewords the question, right? So what is securities fraud? And how can it be litigated? We ask what's the intent behind that? And it says, this search is likely coming from someone who wants to understand the legal definition of securities fraud, and the options available to seek legal action against someone who committed it, like, obviously, right, it's just rewording the question, what is missing, if you ask the marketer, what is the intent behind this, they would say this is pretty informational, it's not typically someone who's looking to buy from a lawyer. So you wouldn't necessarily want to target this phrase, whereas obviously ChatGPT doesn't have that sort of knowledge, maybe yet. Now, 
throughout all of this, of course, you get the impression that you're going to have to be sense checking the answers that ChatGPT is giving you. One of the most common mistakes I'm seeing with people on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok who are using ChatGPT to do their marketing on autopilot is that they're just throwing some prompts in and they're just taking the output and then they're just going with it. They're just publishing it or using it a little bit like that. Create the 20 social media post thing where it's just trash, wall to wall trash. It's the same thing here. If you don't go, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Does this actually make sense for my business? Is this the sort of thing that's actually searched by my potential customers? If you don't do that filtering, you are just going to produce garbage, which is completely pointless. But as a source of inspiration, it's pretty good. It's a really good starting point to play with and to bounce ideas off, particularly if you're feeling sort of mentally sludgy. So next thing that you'd want to do is prioritize the topics that you're beginning to come up with some ideas for. Search volumes are a great way of prioritizing topics because working out the search volume for something allows you to see is there actually enough people searching for this that if I was ranking for it, I'll be getting some traffic. So you can ask ChatGPT for search volumes, but it's not going to give you them because it's only trained up to 2021 data. So what you can do, stick all those in SEMrush or SE ranking or whatever your tool of choice is to start getting some search volumes and also cost per click, which will give you an indication of how much commercial intent there is. So one of the phrases that one of the questions that ChatGPT is suggested we answer is investment advisor compliance, um, which is one of the highest, highest search volume phrases it's given us so far. Now, there are 90 searches per month in the US for investment advisor compliance. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, not a huge number, but it's not necessarily a bad thing if those searches are ready to convert or they are likely to convert in the future. So we then what need to work out the intent behind that. By the way, ChatGPT isn't particularly useful at giving the intent. You can watch the video version of this podcast if you want to see it sort of struggling and you actually want to see it on screen um, struggling. But this audience might potentially be looking to outsource the legal side of things. So there is the possibility that this could turn into some business. So the next thing that we'd want to do now we've got a target keyword, let's say we found one that we really like found one that we agree with and that our knowledge of our business tells us, okay, this is one that we want to target. The next thing we can do is ask it to come up with a title for our blog posts. So we might want something that's really sort of attention grabby and uses the phrases that our audience is searching for whilst also including our focus keyword or question. So we've asked for some stuff around this investment advisor compliance and it's given us a whole bunch of blog posts, titles, things like a compliance roadmap for investment advisors, investment advisors navigating compliance requirements for a smooth operation. It's basically taking our target phrase and then trying to work it into a human sounding sentence. It's a little bit like um, in school where I was talking with my wife about this yesterday. In school where you, they say don't just copy the textbook so you say you know whatever it is like uh bobby was a brown dog he was fast and you're like right i'm not allowed to copy the textbook so um bobby was a fast brown dog there we go i've not copied the textbook right so it's a little bit like that where it's basically a rewording that's just trying to sound human so there's nothing particularly profound about any of these titles and obviously there's nothing tailored to your business so ideally, you would be bringing some of your expertise or you'd be bringing some of your differentiation to these questions. And you're not getting this, obviously, because ChatGPT doesn't know the details about your business and it's not grilling you on the sorts of things that it can include. So let's say that we choose one and we go for something like Investment Advisors Compliance 101, what you need to know. So what you would do now is you would get the software to write you out a blog outline. So typically when we're writing an outline, we will use a guideline. We want the um, 
this is what we'll give our, our human uh, writers. We'll, we'll, we'll give them, uh, you know, tone of voice guidelines, which will be something like, you know, we have to have a friendly but knowledgeable tone for the business. We need beginners to be able to understand this topic. So let's feed that into ChatGPT and see if it can give us something. Well, um, it basically can. It can give you a sort of outline along these lines. I'm not going to sort of take you through the DDL so it doesn't massively work in audio form. But the trouble is it ignores the tone of voice prompt. Okay, the friendly but knowledgeable bit totally ignores. It's like it can't understand that. So what you end up getting is something pretty generic. Okay, you get something that's fairly vanilla and doesn't necessarily represent your business any different to another business. It just feels like generic boilerplate copy rather than useful information. So that's one of the big weaknesses. Now, the final step, of course, will be to actually have the AI, once you've got this outline, have the AI actually write your content for you. And it will do this. It will give you a good old shot. Um, so if you say, using the above outline, can you write me a 1,000 to 1,500 word blog post with a friendly but knowledgeable tone that also has commercial intent that works for beginners on the topic? Well, if you want a fairly basic blog post that doesn't fit with your tone of voice, then this is a great option. Again, the stuff it gives you is totally generic. Let's be honest, it's not going to rank for anything. So this is where this sort of summarizes ChatGPT's um, sort of limitations, if you like. And, and the current generation of AI tools limitations, they can be useful for putting in legwork. But if you're, if you're relying on them to come up with something that's really useful and that's going to make you stand out, that's where they fall a little bit short. Now think about this, you and all of your competitors are going to have access to GPT-3 and eventually GPT-4 and ChatGPT and all of these different tools, which is going to mean that anyone can produce this type of content without any sort of expertise at all. That's going to be the level that the playing field starts, right? That's going to be the entry point is just generic content. So how do you set yourself apart well, you're not going to set yourself apart. You're not going to get ranking. You're not going to get the traffic that you need. Google isn't going to reward you if you're just using like the three minute version of this process in ChatGPT to churn out blog posts. That's not going to be the sort of thing that Google's going to reward. Remember, the expertise, authority and trust. And then they also want people that have experience of the area that they're talking about. And that's really where your experience and your knowledge of your business and the topic that you're writing about comes into play. But that's the sort of content that Google wants to reward. And that's the sort of thing that ChatGPT just cannot do. Now, we spend a bit of time covering content marketing. Of course, that's not all that ChatGPT is good for. We have this blog post. Let's say that we've written it, we've tuned it up, we've added personality, we've added some experience. You can then use ChatGPT to turn it into other things. You can use it to write emails. You can use it to make social media posts from. You can use it to make TikTok scripts out of. You can use it to make YouTube video scripts as well if you want. But there are some limitations. Whatever task we get the AI to do, we still get this sense that the content being produced is a little bit generic and lacks that personality, lacks that human touch. It doesn't, most of it doesn't feel human. And that's a problem. It's so hard already to cut through the noise and get your message to your audience and to actually make that message resonate with people. It's so hard already. And that's when you're performing as a human. Now, in a world where everyone is publishing masses and masses of AI generated content, it becomes even more difficult to break through that and to get that real connection with someone. 
And if you're trying to use AI to get that connection, we think it's going to be really difficult. Now, of course, we're at the very early days of these tools. GPT-4 is expected to be a generation in a completely different league to what GPT-3 and GPT-3.5 were able to do, meaning that we're expecting the next level of AI to be much better at sort of replicating this human touch and hopefully to bring a bit more of a sense of expertise to some of these areas where currently it just sounds like it's blagging. <laughs> right um so we're hoping that the technology continues to improve and we should expect it to continue improving based on the progress that we're seeing so far but at the moment these tools have they they're useful but they're for example in our content marketing team where we've been experimenting with um using ai to create articles and we estimate they're saving us about 20 to 30 percent of the time used to write a post so it's not like it's oh you know we just immediately churn out 300 5000 word pieces in a couple of seconds it's really not that sort of time saving it's more like this is a tool that we can brainstorm off this is a bit of a a sidekick that we can play with that we can use we can use to come up with ideas but we still need to be able to drive the thing we still need to be able to control the thing and then tweak and optimize the output to make sure it feels human then add in that layer of expertise so human marketers were okay for a bit but we're saying to everyone, you've got to really keep on top of this stuff. You've got to be up to date with the latest things that are happening in AI, play with the tools, see what the limitations are, see what the possibilities are. This isn't the sort of thing that you want to be caught on the wrong side of. This area is developing so quickly that you don't want to be totally disrupted by this. You need to make sure that you're using these tools rather than have them destroy and uh, make you totally obsolete. That's never a good look. So I hope you found this useful. If you've got any questions about AI or you've got any comments, any things that you want us to cover in future around this, I'm spending basically every spare waking hour obsessing over all this stuff and playing with the different tools. So if you've got any feedback or any questions, stuff that you want us to have a look at, drop me an email, tim at exposureninja.com and we'll be happy to add it to our research. Until next time, see you soon.